Disappointment, part one. You know, it's uh, disappointment is a is a part of life. It, it shows up unannounced at any time or place, and it fixes itself on our hearts. And sometimes it doesn't. It does it with a crashing weight. Oh yeah, it hits hard. And whether it's major disappointment or slow accumulated letdowns, disappointment is real, and it can affect us. All the same, small or large, uh, its weight can, if we allow it, it can smother us. It can smother our heart and it can suffocate our joy. I like to talk about the D family. I don't know if you've ever met them. I bet you have. And the D family is depression, disillusion, disgust. Uh, and 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 they they're all cousins. Uh, no one, absolutely no one, is immune. It doesn't matter if someone told you that children of God are exempt, uh, or God favors us, so we don't go through this, or we'll be spared from letdown. Well, guess what? You've been lied to. Even with God Himself in the beginning, there was disappointment in Genesis. How great a man's wickedness on the earth had become, and the Creator's heart was grieved and filled with pain. Disappointment. Genesis 6, 5 and 6 says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Sounds like today, doesn't it? And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him. In his heart. Wow. Wow. First book of the Bible. He said, well, didn't the Lord know? Yeah, he knew. Still hurt. But he also had a, an answer for it. He had a, you know, he knew he was sending Christ. And, and that hurt too. But to have to go through it. Wow. And this is the Lord. Then, then when God took on human likeness and became a man, he continued to experience disappointment. Listen to what Jesus said over Jerusalem's unwillingness to embrace the truth. And this is in Matthew uh, 23, 37. Every time I read this, it just it just gets to me. He says, oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, you can put your name there. You know, oh, Johnny, oh, Mary, oh, Susan, you know, oh, Marie, oh, Jim, you who kill the prophets and stone those who are sent to you. Everybody that try to send to help you, you know, you, you, don't, you don't want to hear it. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Wow, wow. If God is not exempt from disappointment, do you really think that you're going to get a free pass? If they did it to the green tree, behold, what shall they do to the dry? Huh? The fact of the matter is, disappointment is an inescapable part of life. A lot of our disappointment is, you know, it's experienced early in life. Even children don't get away. Let's just look at a, at a, at a few examples here. Uh, daddy says, uh, number one, daddy says he's going to take us to the park. We get all excited and we put our clothes on and we're ready to go. But later he says, you know what? I can't. Daddy's got to go to work. And we look out the window. And we see daddy putting golf clubs in the trunk of his car. Wow. How disappointing. 
So not only are we not going to the park, we've been lied to. It, there was never any intent to take us to the park. Number two, you're the only little girl not invited to the birthday party. Wow. Wow. Number three, you're the only little boy that did not get picked to play a baseball game during recess. Everybody else got picked. Mm-mm-mm. Number four, you're the only teenage girl not asked to the prom. Wow. Woo, my Lord. And then number five, you're the only high school boy from the neighborhood that didn't make it on the football team. Everybody else from your neighborhood made it, but you, you, you couldn't get on the team. You see, this is only the beginning. It starts early in life. We haven't even started to live yet, and it seems like life is one let down after another. And we, we're afraid to turn the corner. We're afraid to grow up. huh? We watch our parents fight and then divorce. We watch our aunts and uncles fight and then break up. So we, we, we feel disappointed and hopeless from, from way when we were kids. Huh? And we feel like success in relationships is just not something that happens because all I've experienced is folks breaking up. Wow. And you run into somebody and you like them and they like you and you want to get serious and you want to put a ring on it. And they say, hold up, hold up, big boy. I ain't ready to do that yet because everybody in my family, they were together for so many years and then they broke up. Yeah, but that's their story. That's their life. You know, and, and you say, yeah, but still, you know, and, and, and that person does not want to go forward because they've been disappointed. A wife is unable to have a child. Investments go bad. Vacations get canceled. Our, our, our teens start acting up and acting out. And all of these things in our life, they have an effect on us. We're disappointed in others, and we're disappointed in our own life. And others are disappointed in us. Disappointment has just paid us an unwelcome visit. It didn't matter if we wanted to open the door. It snuck in the window. It didn't matter if we locked the windows and closed the windows. It slid under the door. It, it Maybe it came in with somebody else who lived in the house. But let me tell you something about your disappointments that you probably didn't know. Things are not what they seem. There is more happening in our disappointments than we realize. One might say, what's really going on? Well, I can tell you this. We're being lied to. Oh, yeah. Disappointment is mostly a bad thing. But it also has some good in it. Every disappointing event reminds us that this is not our home. All creation groans under the curse of sin in this world. But we have another place that is not made with hands, but eternal in the heavens. Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Where the wicked cease from troubling and the weary shall be at rest. And our hope must lie in Jesus and not in the things of this world, lest we be disappointed. We've got to sing like the songwriter said, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. 
See, too many of us are missiled by fastening our life to false hopes. And what does that do? That leads us to disappointing circumstances, which then lead us to no hope, and that's where the lie comes in. There is always hope when you know the Lord. You see, the disappointment is bad enough. We certainly don't need to be lied to, you know, on top of it. But that's exactly what happens. Hey, the best time to get somebody is when they're down. Huh? <laughs> These lies cause us to think of ourselves in negative ways. And what does it do? It persuades us to tear ourselves down or we tear others down. Yeah. Folk who are always tearing folk down, it's not the other folk. It's them. They got issues. Yeah. Huh? You know, we, we, we've been told love isn't possible. That's because it wasn't possible for them. Huh? It, it doesn't mean it's not possible for you. Huh? Everybody's just out to use us. Well, just because you've been used a couple of times doesn't mean everybody is out to use you. But that's what we believe. Huh? We, we'll, we'll never find joy or fulfillment. That was a lie somebody told you. You very well may find joy. You just keep talking to the Lord and he'll lead you where you need to be. You just can't settle. Huh? No matter what we do, things are never going to get any better. Now, you know what? When folk tell you that kind of mess, you just run. Never going to get any better, no matter what we do. I mean, that's, that's so anti-Bible. If you're reading the Bible, you already know Philippians and, and four, 4 and 8 knocks that out. Think of things that are good. Think of things that are pleasant. Think of things that are pure. Think of things that are lovely. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, these are the things you think of. But the lies of disappointment don't allow you. At times, these negative thoughts about life and relationships seem so true. Oh, my God. But this is only the beginning. They're more lies. See, that's what the devil does. The devil says, you got to get them now. You got to knock them out now. You got to take them all the way out. Huh? You, you see? And now he comes in with the lies about us. Just because someone told us we wouldn't be nothing. You ain't going to be nothing. You ain't going nowhere. And you believed them? Yes, unfortunately. A whole lot of us were told that and we didn't even try. Because our mama told us. Our daddy told us. Our aunt told us, our grandmother told us, you ain't nothing. Your daddy wasn't nothing and you ain't going to, ooh, and, you, and we believed it. Huh? Just because someone said something wrong with us, we believe it. Just because someone told us we're not worth anything, we believe it. Why do you want to believe that about yourself? Huh? Just because someone you love told you that. Maybe they had their own problem. They were hurting, so they had to take it out on you. You didn't think about that. Huh? Just because someone told us we're ugly and unwanted, we believe it. So we don't comb our hair. We don't bathe. We don't dress appropriately. Come on. Come on. Huh? Too many men have been told they are weak, inadequate. You weak. You weak. And so we don't even try to be strong. Wow. Really? Yeah, it happens to a whole lot of folk. Huh? And, and, and don't let us sin. Now we believe the false message that we're inferior and we can never be used of God because our sin is defining us like God does not forgive us. We feel trapped and condemned and hopeless. Have you read the word of God that therefore now is no condemnation? Huh? Stop 
believing the devil and his minions. How many times have you heard someone say, because of a sinful habit, I'm nothing, look at me. Look at what I've done. I'm rotten. I'm no good. Now, what you did was wrong. Oh, that was rank. <laughs> it was rotten. And it was no good. But it doesn't mean you are. You can overcome. You can get back. You can confess and be forgiven. You can turn the corner. And what's the point? No, Nobody likes me anyway. I, I may as well be dead. Oh, stop it. Just stop it. All you're doing is sliding further into an enslaving habit. And that's of the devil. That's not of God. Huh? When you think it would end there, oh, no, 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 no. This is where the lies come in. They've already come in about you. They've already come in about others. And now they come in about God. That's what the devil does. The devil knows how to, how to run you down into the ground. See, if God really loved you, you wouldn't be going through this. Uh, have you heard that? That's nothing but the devil. See, if God loved me, then why did my husband leave me? Because your husband was a dog. He was full of lust. Huh? That's why he left. It had nothing to do with you. Hey, you you're an eight. He ain't nothing wrong with you. It's him. But, but we believe it's us, you know. And, 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 and well, where was God when my mother died? Where was God when my father died? Where was God when my child died? He was right there where he was when Jesus died on the cross. Stop listening to lies. Huh? Listen to me. These lies are part of a well-designed and cleverly concealed attack. This is what the devil does. Don't you know we're under siege? Don't you know we're at war? Huh? The disappointment is real, but the belief about them is a lie. Whether you want to accept it or not, we have three enemies that we must contend with. The world, the flesh, and the devil. 1 John 2.16. Huh? The world is our visible enemy. This is an organized system headed by Satan, that leaves God out. It is a system of artificial joy and alleged fulfillment. He offers us so much stuff, oh my God. And it's all to seduce us. It ain't, it ain't to help us. Huh? It's to seduce us. Huh? It's, the, it's called the cosmos. You know. And, and, and you've heard me talk about the natural man, the carnal man, the spiritual man. The natural man is just a man. He doesn't have God in his life. The carnal man uh, has God in his life, but God is not on the throne of his life. And then you heard me talk about the spiritual man. God is not only uh, in his life, but he's on the throne of his life. Do you know most men are natural men? And then, and, then, and then the whole lot are carnal? There's only a few spiritual. The Bible says every now and then you see a traveler. But on the broad way? Oh, those most those natural men, those natural women. Huh? See, see, this is the world for you. It could be to buy things, prestige, an affair, a new home, a uh, 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 you uh, something something you can't afford, a perfect body. Just indulge yourself to get rid of your disappointment. That's the lie the devil tells you. You can have it all. After all, you deserve it. Look at what you've been through. Oh, have you heard that? See, see? It's not just a disappointment. He comes making you hate yourself, making you hate other people, and making you hate God. And you cannot afford to do that. And we encounter this enemy of the world on the radio, the television, 
iPods, movies, internet, surfing the internet, magazines. It's all counterfeit. Huh? And it offers to help us get rid of our disappointing life. It's all fake. Huh? And, and it leaves us feeling even emptier and more vulnerable than we first were. Huh? And, and, and now the initial disappointment ain't nothing compared to where we what we feel now. And it was supposed to chase all that away. Yeah, but it didn't, did it? And now you got two problems. You, you, you still got to go home to your wife. And now you got to deal with this woman you've been dealing with. And you got to explain that. And, and, and ain't no telling what you done picked up. And, and, and did you leave something back there? Like maybe your seed? Uh-oh, don't, 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 don't get me going. Huh? See, and then comes the flesh. This one sneaks up on us because it's the enemy within us. See, the world is the enemy without the, the flesh is the one within. It's, it's right in us. This is the man in the mirror. And oh, it's hell been on managing our life apart from God. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's selfish by nature and remains in each of us despite our quote unquote saved status. It's demanding relief. It's de it demands revenge. It, it demands to feel better. Yep, that's the flesh. That's the flesh. In moments of disappointment, the flesh wants and tries to take over and get us to do the opposite of what our redeemed hearts know we should be doing. Our redeemed self is looking for love and joy and peace and self-control and patience. And our flesh said, why, why we need that? Girl, you better get you some. Boy, you better get you some. That, that, that ain't the redeemed self talking. That's the flesh. See? See, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and, and all that stuff. Huh? That's right out of the word. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to another so that you do not do the things that you wish. That's right out of Galatians 5. Paul Kelly describes this struggle in Romans 7. And you have to read the whole chapter, but I'm just going to give you the 20th verse. It says, now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I that do it. But listen to this. But sin that dwells within me, that lives in me, that does it. And oh, wretched man that I am, what shall save me from this vile body of death? And the word says, thank God for Jesus Christ, our Lord. So if you want victory, don't look to the world. Don't look to the flesh. Look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Each victory will help me some other to win. But I'm gonna tell you this, each loss, will help you some other to lose. Don't you fall for that mess. Yield not to temptation. Huh? There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And then our other enemy, the devil. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I know this is part one, I'm trying to bring it in. The devil, the invisible enemy. Uh, who is out to get us. As in First Peter says, be careful because the devil, your adversary, like a roaring lion is walking about seeking whom he may devour. He wants to tear us apart. Uh, and, and, and the Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief does not come uh, except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it 
more abundantly. The devil is no myth. Don't you believe in that red red devil with a tail and a fork? Uh, he ain't imaginary. He'd love you to think that. Uh, he's the God of this world. He's the God of the cosmos. Uh, he's the God of our sinful nature. And he's been lying from the beginning. Stop believing him. Uh, Ro uh, uh, Revelation 12, 9 says, he leads the whole world astray. Believe the word of God. Uh, Jesus said in John 8, 44, you belong to your father, the devil. I'm uh, talking to Pharisees. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. That's what Jesus said to the Pharisees. He said, and you just like him. Mm, mm, mm. What is the primary way the devil attacks us? Lies, lies, lies. That's what he did to Eve. Uh, the serpent was the craftiest of the creatures the Lord God had made. So the serpent came to the woman, uh, and this is what he said. He said, really? Yeah, none of the fruit in the garden? God told you none of the fruit? He changes the narrative. Uh, God says you must eat any of it. Of course we may eat it, the woman said. It's only the fruit from the tree in the center of the garden we're not supposed to eat. God says we mustn't eat of that or even touch it or we'll die. And the devil says, really? Yeah, that, that ain't true. You're not going to die. You, you're not going to die. God knows that if you eat of that tree, you're going to be just like him. Your eyes will be open and you'll be able to distinguish good from evil. You see how he changes the narrative, mixes truth with a lie. How do you think he got so many angels to turn against God? I, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. I believe Satan is an attorney. <laughs> you can laugh if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Satan's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Satan is the ultimate source of lies that come to us in our disappointment. He and his imps, they grab us while we are vulnerable and slip in false messages designed to deceive us when we are at our weakest. And that's a wise thing to do. That's the devil's tactic. When someone lets us down, here comes the thought, no one cares about you. Here comes the thought, you just can't trust anybody. Yeah, and, and it's nothing but a lie. He is a self-condemning voice after you sin, making you say to yourself, how could I do such a thing? I'm beyond forgiveness. I'm such a fool. Now, what you've done may have been foolish. But no one is beyond forgiveness except the devil himself. I'm going to end it right there. And I want you to stay tuned for next week's message, uh, Disappointment, Part 2. But I want you to listen to Smokey now, Smokey Norfield, in saying, I need you now, Lord. I need you now. This is what's going to help us through our disappointment. God bless you. Faith Worth Finding Ministries, Weekly Encouragements by Nam Ware. I need you right away. I 
God bless you. Tell a friend. Weekly Encouragements.